0: You'd be surprised how many people were on the top one day and are no longer in the industry anymore because they were focused on being a YouTuber. But when you're focused on being a YouTubepreneur, you're building entirely different.
1: Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres, your host of this podcast, and we're here to help you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high profit online business. And if you're new to the podcast, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us here. I hope a friend referred you or maybe you were just interested in figuring out how to do this YouTube thing thing. And I want to welcome you. We release a brand new podcast every single Tuesday. And then we have bonus content over on our YouTube channel. We have a podcast YouTube channel called the Think Media Podcast. And wow, guys, we just made it over 50,000 subscribers over on that channel. And I'm so excited because you made that possible. And it's been incredible to read your comments and hear all about how the podcast is helping you grow your influence online. And then Turn that influence into the high impact and high profit youtube channel we have a lot happening at think media for you and i want to let you know about our upcoming five day free YouTube challenge. If you've been ready to start your YouTube channel or you want to figure out how to grow your YouTube channel, this is the five day free challenge for you. We just did this challenge earlier this year and saw massive results from people inside of our community. And so we decided to offer it again for the spring. So if you've not been a part of one of our free five day YouTube challenges, You want to go to tube1kchallenge.com to get registered for that event. Now, this is going to be five days of free training that we normally give inside of our academy. You're going to get access to that for free. We have some different options for you when you go there. So make sure you register today to claim your spot for our free five-day challenge. Well, today's episode is going to come from one of our Grow With Video Live sessions that we had last year. Grow With Video Live is the annual conference that we do here at Think Media. It's happening again live this year in person in May. I'll tell you more about that later on in the episode. Um, But this session is all about how are you going to succeed on YouTube and create consistent success. How do you create consistent success sean's gonna be breaking down the youtube domination framework and we're gonna share with you how you can avoid some of the pitfalls that can lead to burnout and how to be sustainable on youtube as you're growing your business i can't wait for you to dive into today's episode get your pens ready to take some notes and let's head into the featured content
0: YouTube domination framework. How do we create consistent success on YouTube? Um, And I want to start with just a quick story. You know, I met my wife, Sonia, in 2004. We got married in 2005, and then we bought our first house in 2006. If you do the math and you've been around long enough, uh, then you know that that was was a horrible time to buy a house. Uh, We experienced that a few years later, obviously, the big short happened. And so, uh, but we bought our first house uh, in, in, in 2006. Now, this house was built in 1969. And what I learned about uh, houses is that, especially if they're really old like that, and maybe there's, there's of course, even older houses, but 1969 is pretty old, and uh, that you need to budget a lot of money for repairs. Like, I don't know if you follow personal finance people like Dave Ramsey. They're like, if you're going to buy an older house, you need to budget money for repairs. And so we kind of learned this lesson that if you're ever going to build something, you need to start with the end in mind. You need to kind of think about the complexities and things that will be coming up and things like that. Well, we didn't do that, so we bought this house. We barely got into it, right, on an 80-20 arm. That's a horrible loan. Never do one of those, and uh, we, it was baseboard heating. There was, like, no insulation in the wall, so it was super expensive to do that electric heating, and we, uh, <laughs> so we, we get into this house, and we had roommates to even be able to afford the mortgage. And the balloon payment that would come up. And, and uh, we were living in Washington, which is freezing during the winter. But here was our, our standard for the house the standard was you're actually not allowed, you can only heat your room. We had Michael Carey, Jesse Tillman living in rooms, and then my wife and I, as a new married couple, with the thinnest paper walls you could ever imagine, with three bedrooms clustered together, closer than you could ever imagine. You want to talk about awkward. When, when it's Netflix and chill time, Netflix didn't even exist yet. Listen, and so we, the, here was the rule because we were so penny pinching that, that there was a wood fireplace and we said, listen, you can't use the baseboard heaters in the house. If you want the house to be warm, Michael, Jesse, you have to build a fire. Now you can heat your room because it's just like a small, like 500 square foot room or 400 or something, but, but you can't heat the house. That's how tight we were with finances. Well, here's the problem. When you're barely getting into a house and you can't even turn on the baseboard heaters because that'll cause your electric bill to go too high and you need roommates to barely afford the payment, you clearly did not budget enough money for the challenges that may come with an older house. And boy, we learned that the hard way, let me just tell you. And so this old house, we get into it and not a month after we start, looking in the bathrooms and we go, wait a minute, is that black mold coming through the walls? Like is that black mold? Next thing you know, we are demoing an entire bathroom. We're just, we're tearing up and and we're trying to do the work ourselves. Like we're not, we're hiring some contractors, but I'm like breaking up tile. That's from 1969, black mold. We're discovering things. Wood is rotting. That was bathroom number one. God is my witness, two months later, bathroom number two, same issue, black mold, which is like deadly, right? As if that was the worst challenge, uh, we, we discovered that, uh, that the roof was leaking like crazy and sagging because they had put three lo- roofs of shingles, which is the amount of roofs you can put, uh, shingles you can put before having to totally tear the roof off. In addition to that, the drain field failed. Okay, and that's the end of the conference, like just the level of depression I'm going into, remembering. Now, see, when you're on a septic tank, if your drain field fails, that's a seven to eight thousand dollar repair. Uh, and, and, uh, and so here's the thing. There's a couple lessons that I learned um, about this, a lot of lessons. Number one, you got to start with the end in mind. And whenever you're getting into a situation, you got to ask yourself, have I budgeted enough money? Have I budgeted enough time? Have I budgeted enough resource for what may come up on the journey? The truth is, had I got wisdom, I wouldn't actually have been that surprised by those things. Like older house, like you, you should be ready for it. You shouldn't get in over your head. You should count the cost of buying an older house. Yes. Furthermore, you want to make sure you work with the right people. Like if I could go back and talk to the inspector And and if we could have an exchange, like I'm a man of peace typically, but when I talk about, it wouldn't be punch fear in the face. It would be punch the, I'm just kidding. Maybe the inspector in the face, because it was funny. We were just trying to get the house. The agent was like, let's just get the thing pushed through. So he approved the leaky roof. He didn't really go into detail in terms of mold tests or anything like that. I, I wish I would have had, listen, a coach that really cares, a, a, a mentor that could really help me avoid the pitfalls, you know, a guide that could really tell me the real truth, and that could really get my wife and I prepared for what we were going to get into. You know, this reminds me of a story that's actually in the Bible, and, and Jesus once said, listen, if you want to build a tower, like suppose somebody wants to build a tower, wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to complete it? And then he's saying, so that way you wouldn't get halfway into building and then get ridiculed because you're like, oh, shoot. I mean, the tower was going to be 100 gram, but I only had 50. Like, it's just, that's some biblical wisdom, like count the cost before building. You know, I share this story because at the foundation, our goal is to start with the end in mind, is to reverse engineer, and is to really lay a foundation and count the cost before building. You know, today, uh, my wife and I now have been married um, f- coming up on 16 years, our anniversary, September 9th. Now we have a son, Sean Bradley. There, look at him there. He's a little chaos candidate, just a total tyrant. Like he is, and, and, and he's not even fully walking right now. He's climbing on things. It's total destruction. I mean, I live in, in just mayhem in my life right now, But but now that I've been through the years of Total financial devastation from houses and business failures and things like that. I've seen, I'm a little bit older now, I'm coming up on 38 years old. You get wisdom over the years. And the power of being here is to shorten your learning curve. And listen, friend, avoid potentially months, even years of heartache and pain in building a YouTube career because you're learning from those that have already made the mistakes. But now that I'm in kind of this season of looking back and a lot of reflection, I've been asking myself some questions, write these down. Some business questions, like, what am I building? Write that down. Like What is it I'm even building? What do I wanna build? Yes, YouTube, but even bigger than YouTube. What is my long-term strategy? What's my, what's my long-term strategy with this? How about some life or, or some health questions? is this sustainable? Now, we can go through sacrifice seasons, but I want you to pick a YouTube niche, a YouTube channel, a YouTube strategy, a YouTube schedule that is sustainable. Because the problem with an unsustainable pace is that it's unsustainable, right? So, Our intentionality to make decisions before we build the tower, before we buy the 1969 house is to say, okay, do we have the budget for this, the time for this? How can we, what are the details to start with the end of, uh, end in mind? What about some legacy questions? What kind of example, this is what I've been asking, what kind of example am I setting for my son and what am I doing for the next generation? Now, I get it. You might be like, Sean, what the heck are we talking? Can we get into some YouTube strategy? We're going in there. We're going quick. It'll be zero to 100 real quick. But this is so important, and I feel compelled and convicted to start here because if you don't start with the end in mind, you might end up at the wrong destination. If you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? fair? There's seven R's in our YouTube success framework, our YouTube success formula. And the first one is reverse engineer. This is where we start with the end in mind. Now, write this down when you're reverse engineering, here's what you're doing. A lot of times you're asking first and foremost, what is the purpose of my YouTube channel? How is my YouTube channel going to make money? What is the business model around my YouTube channel? Who is the bigger audience my YouTube channel is targeting? All those types of things. We don't just reverse engineer our channel though, we also reverse engineer each video. So you can re-go through the 7R framework and at the beginning you go, okay, I'm gonna record a video this week. Who is this video for? How is this video gonna make money? Why would people wanna click on this video? What is the title of this video? I know I'm firing these questions at you fast. And so, uh, but we're going to keep going deeper. And this is the purpose of Reverse Engineer, which brings us to what we call the YouTube Domination Framework. The YouTube Domination Framework. So I want you to write this in your notes. And you could draw out this um, X, Y axis, uh, you know, plane here. And write a zero at the bottom and write a 10 at the top of each one. And, and this right here is a framework that'll help us reverse engineer where it is we wanna go with our YouTube channel, okay? And so draw that out, and here's what the axes stand for. The first one is views. At the bottom is views. If you're gonna succeed on YouTube, you're going to need to get views how many you get will determine potentially the level of success, right? And so if you have no views, it doesn't matter anything else that's happening in your business. Literally nobody is seeing your content. And obviously, especially when you've built other details and opportunities, more views just means more traffic coming into your business. Now, if you're new to kind of online marketing terms, the word traffic can kind of be interchanged For views. So we say, like, how much traffic is your YouTube channel or your website getting? How many views is your channel getting? Now, on the other access, it's money. It's money. You need money for the mission. Entrepreneurs solve problems for a profit. And so on the bottom axis, you have how many views is my channel getting, and then on the other side, you have how much money is my channel earning. And there's really four categories we can fall into when it comes to the YouTube domination framework, and uh, let's dive into those right now. And I want to know which one can you relate with the most. The first one is the dabbler, the dabbler, okay? Okay. The dabbler is at a season and at a stage where views and money are both pretty low or maybe non-existent so far. Now, here's some ways that you would know you're a dabbler. First of all, you're just not taking YouTube serious yet. That's fine, but chances are, you just by joining this conference is showing you're like, okay, I wanna shift from dabbling and, and start moving into some discipline of taking YouTube serious because you might be a dabbler though, if you consume more videos than you create? How much are you consuming? How much are you watching? And maybe it's not even consume more YouTube videos. How many seasons of The Flash did you just binge? You know, how many seasons of Arrow or The Bachelor? You know, what are we talking about? Like, are you consuming more content than you're creating? If we are YouTube content creators and YouTube entrepreneurs, we need to create more than we consume. But we're probably dabbling in kind of just talking if we're actually not taking action and creating you you might be a dabbler if you're dreaming more than you do dream more than you do i i hope you brought steel-toed shoes today cuz i'm going to be stepping on your toes but listen you might be a, you might be a dabbler if you're getting distracted by shiny objects Okay, I'm gonna build on YouTube, but someone just told me TikTok is the coolest thing. Okay, now I'm trying to do TikTok, but someone just told me that, you know, Facebook is experiencing a revival. Now I'm going back on Facebook, but someone just told me there's this cool conference and this cool webinar I should watch. Cool, but someone just told me I should get this new software. And you're just going in a million different directions. Can you relate to that?
1: How do you start and grow a YouTube channel that makes you money and also makes a major impact in the lives of people? It's safe to say that YouTube is the most popular video platform in the world. World. It's the second largest search engine and the second most popular social media platform. And now it has over 2.3 billion monthly active users. That's a lot. But how do you stand out in the rising competition? What are the newest features and the best strategies working right now to get views? What are the most proven ways to build your personal brand? You'll learn all of that at the number one YouTube marketing conference for entrepreneurs and business minded content creators. Grow with video live secure your ticket today at growwithvideo.live.com, or you can click the link in this post to secure your limited time discounted ticket
0: you might be thinking here's the problem you maybe you're right now thinking let me know are you thinking about starting two channels is there two channels you want to start maybe three or four YouTube channels do you already have a YouTube channel but you're like there's actually another YouTube channel I want to start but the views and the money haven't even kicked in yet you're already thinking about starting another channel that is a dabbler attribute because it's you haven't got focused yet you haven't got disciplined yet it's okay if that's where you are but again we're reverse engineering if we want to determine where we want to go in the future we also need to define where we are right now so we can chart a path to that destination and so that's the dabbler now everybody starts at zero everybody starts at zero so being a dabbler is, uh, you might have a genuine desire to, you know, succeed on YouTube, but at this stage, you're uncommitted. So your action here is to stop dabbling and to start dominating. Now, the second one, if you graduate, if you graduate from being the dabbler, next, you move into being the influencer, being the influencer. And congratulations, because it takes a lot of work and it takes some success and even some luck to get to the influencer stage. Like you might, at this point, you have some videos with a lot of views. You might even say like, Sean, it's crazy. Like you go to my channel, I got this one video. It's got like 186,000 views. And you're like, that's amazing. Like, think about that. Like, I'm a small town kid, college dropout. If a video has 5,000 views, that's insane. If a video has 25,000 views, that's bigger than the town I grew up in. However, then you go, okay, well, is money coming in? Well, I mean... Not really, I don't really know how to monetize. Like I got the attention, I mean, I, I get like $7 from AdSense a month. It's incredible, right? I'm doing YouTube shorts, you know? And I'm, I just made six cents, it's, a, it's incredible. But again, you have, maybe you have some videos with a lot of views. Maybe you even have a lot of subscribers and you might be posting a lot of content. So you're on this like content treadmill. I'm posting, posting a lot of content. Kind of exhausted though, man, I'm on that influencer path. Are you an influencer? Yeah. You enjoy your life? Yeah, I do. I'm about to have a breakdown. Like, you know, because you're just hustling, trying to get the views, trying to get the subscribers, trying to keep up with the demands of being an influencer. And the weakness of being an influencer is I've met influencers that are actually living paycheck to paycheck. Over the last couple years, successful influencers that are living paycheck to paycheck. Over the last couple years, I've been to, I can't even count how many events. When I think about the lanyards, YouTube conferences, social media conferences, online marketing conferences, I've got like a hundred of the lanyards. Uh, I used to collect them and then I realized, you know, it's like, my wife's like, do you really need these? I'm like, yes, they're mementos. Are you a hoarder? I'm a hoarder. <laughs> Admittedly, I am a hoarder. Like this is a separate marriage counseling conversation. Um, but, but I've been to so many conferences. And you would not believe how many people I've talked to and how many people I've connected with that are like, bro, I mean, like the numbers, like I'm killing it. Um, Subscribers are growing, but like, we're kind of struggling. Like we're trying to keep up with everything. So they have a lot of influence, but they haven't really figured out the business side of YouTube. And you might have, listen, the metrics you measure, If it's your subscriber count, you know you're an influencer if what you're measuring is your subscriber account, but not your bank account. And I've never been able to go to Bank of America and be like, hey, check out, here's my silver play button. Can I deposit that? Can you turn this into cash for me? Now, silver play buttons are cool, but they're actually not really worth any money. Like, it's not real silver. That's one thing you learn. I have a gold play button. It's not real gold. And so, like, (laughs) that'd be actually kind of cool. Melt it down. You're like, this is worth. So, point. I get it. Influence is powerful. And congratulations if you build influence. But ultimately, you can find yourself sort of stuck. And your other worry is what happens if this 15 minutes of fame ends? Because the problem with being an influencer is you're hot today, but you're maybe not hot tomorrow. If you're not built upon something bigger than you just kind of being trendy or cool or entertaining or building around a fad or building around a trend then more power to you, but the 15 minutes of fame may end and then you're back to where you started. So then it brings us to the next category and let me know which one you can relate to the most is the pusher. See, the, the, the dabbler is kind of just getting started and hasn't gotten serious yet. The influencer has really figured out how to get views, but maybe hasn't figured out the business side. Now the pusher has figured out the business side has figured out a business model, has something to sell, and is good at making money. Now, you, you maybe come into YouTube and you are in network marketing or you already have a product or a service. And I know the, the pusher term, I don't mean it to sound too pushy, but the reason it's called pusher is because your views are so low, you're desperate to make sales. You don't have enough traffic and awareness and attraction marketing happening that people are coming to you because of the view scale. You are just trying to, you know, send out another email, drop another video, try to get somebody else into your program or into your consulting or into whatever it is. So in this stage, you just feel like you got to push and push and push and push. No matter how hard you push, you do get it done, but it feels like a grind to keep generating the money. So it's like the opposite side that the influence. The influencer is trying to figure out how to have some kind of a business model. The pusher is trying to figure out how to get enough awareness, enough leads, get in front of enough potential customers to actually have a legitimate business and a legitimate impact. And the problem is nobody likes a pushy salesman, right? Like the best way to market is to sell or to market pressure free. Like, I hope that's the way you feel about Think Media. And of course, not everybody feels that way. But if you realize that, like, we are always like, hey, you know, if if you want a ticket to this thing, get it. If not, then don't. (laughs) Like, if you want to join Video Raking Academy, it's the greatest program on the planet. Like, you should. But, like, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Like, you want to watch. And, And that's where you want to be because you want to have just enough people so you don't ever feel, this is huge, that, like, you have to get the car off the car lot, like the car salesman, because you have to hit a quota. Like you're just desperate to get enough to survive. So obviously then the dream becomes, if we look at our diagram here, that I want you to even consider where are you at? Are you maybe a three on views and maybe a 10 on making money? In that case, you'd be doing pretty good because you have a business model. You just get a little bit of traffic. This is why I think about Carrie who has 5,000 subscribers and is doing over, I believe, 10K a month, it's because, and he helps people create print-on-demand shops. He's doing merch stuff. He's doing online courses. He's got coach. He's got affiliate marketing. He's got all these different income streams built. So I would say he's like a 10 on the money. He's not even having to, he's not even really a pusher because even on views, it's probably three or a two, but because he's a 10 here, he's actually really making a huge impact. You know, and even maybe you're really kind of more of an entertainer. You have a bigger, wider niche. You could be like an eight on views and a three on money, and you're still probably making a big impact because you're growing both sides of it. The question is, man, what's the business side? What's the money side? What is the view side? And how can I increase both? That's what we're committed to here is helping you say, Man, how do I get more views, but how do I also build a sustainable business around my YouTube channel? This is so powerful, and I I want to commend you for the courage to identify where you are. Because again, once we know where we are, now we can chart a path to where we want to go. And where is it that we want to go? Well, there's a fourth area. The fourth area, and that is what we call the YouTubepreneur. We've defined a term here and and coined this term here at Think Media called YouTubepreneurs. So what's a YouTubepreneur? Let's look at our definition. A YouTubepreneur is an individual who has built a sustainable, keyword, sustainable, is this sustainable, profitable, and scalable business, keyword, on YouTube, that generates consistent views and revenue and is not dependent on one income source. I really want you to absorb this. You could screenshot it, you could share it, you know, screen, take a picture, use the hashtag grow with video because our goal is to help you become a YouTube-preneur. I'm not suggesting that it's easy, but I am suggesting that it is simple because if you're intentional then you are approaching this different than most. A lot of people, it's crazy, like, that we think, I want to be a YouTuber, like we talked about in that bonus session. I just want to be a YouTuber. How are you going to make money? I don't know. I just figure if I get a million views, then I can pay my bills. That is, because we've heard of unicorns that achieve that, the problem is, even if somebody achieves that once, though, where are they eight months later or 16 months later You'd be surprised how many people i have been at VidCon for like the last seven years. You'd be surprised how many people were on the top one day and are no longer in the industry anymore because they were focused on being a YouTuber. But when you're focused on being a YouTubepreneur, you're building entirely different. Your strategy is entirely different. Your thinking is entirely different. And what you do today is going to determine where you end up tomorrow. So it's really important that we build well. It's really important that going into this, like my wife and I buying a 1969-year-old house, maybe budgeted some money and determined if we even had the resources and the funds and the strategy and the positioning to, to not get into a ton of trouble with that house and ultimately end up losing it, right? Right? a YouTube-preneur. And so let's define what a YouTube-preneur is, right? We could be at the dabbler phase, the influencer phase, the pusher phase. I would say that if you could get to a 10-10 level, right? 10-10 living. Like if you literally go, okay, we know how to consistently create views, and we know how to consistently create money, and of course, hear me. This is, this means you're also consistently adding value. You're consistently building relationships. Like you, it's it's that mastery level. It's that mastery target level. The ten ten level might take ten years. You hang out with Think Media, it might take five. But this is not overnight. Like this is going to take some investment. So here's what a YouTube preneur has done. Write this down. You've created and defined. A clear vision of the people you help and the problem you solve. YouTubepreneurs have created and they have defined a clear vision of who it is they help and the problem they solve. What's Think Media? Well, Think Media, we are heavily on YouTube. But if you think deeply about that, you might say, well, what if YouTube is not around forever? It's a reasonable question. And all the data and everything is pointing to YouTube in terms of this next decade is going to be the best decade on YouTube. It's an absolute juggernaut. We are unafraid to make the bet we're making on YouTube, but our business is actually online video, because I'll tell you this: online video is, is not going anywhere. And um, and not only that, online marketing and the skill sets we're developing. No matter what, we're going to be live streaming. No matter what, we're going to be creating content. No matter what, we're going to be creating videos. And so even though you may plant your flag today, what's the bigger vision, right, that you're building towards? So you've created and defined a clear vision of the people you help and the problem you solved. You've mastered getting consistent and predictable traffic and views from YouTube. You've mastered generating consistent and predictable revenue from YouTube, but also from multiple channels. Like right now, Think Media has over 21 income streams and many of them, they're not all based on YouTube and many of them come in without any continual effort from our part, a little bit of management. So you've, you've, you've set what you've, you have automation working for you. It's a big word. You want automation in your business, don't you? I want autopilot in my Tesla rather than so I, it can drive for me so that I could do other things. Probably not good. Someone's just like reading a book. I know you have to okay. Uh, automation, automation. Listen, write this down. You've mastered modern marketing and online business. You've mastered modern marketing and online business. And here's a big one. You don't feel like you're on a treadmill headed for burnout. Now, hear me. We're casting vision because I think it's so important that we define what a ten ten future looks like. It's so important that we clarify where we want to go. There's a lot of pain and struggle and wandering on the journey. Like, I can tell you there's been some seasons, many, where I have felt like I've been on the verge of burnout. But the key thing to do was was to steer away from that season and to make chess moves and to make decisions and to position things and to look down the road a little bit. A lot of times we just don't ask the question of where is this going? Is this sustainable? What do I need to do today to position myself for where I want to be tomorrow? And so which one can you relate to? And if you're ready, say I'm ready to become a YouTube entrepreneur.
1: Well, I hope that content sparked some interest for you of figuring out where are you inside of the YouTube Domination Framework? How are you going to create sustainable success and what actions do you need to put in place in order to be successful on YouTube? Like I said at the beginning, that episode actually is from our session at Grow With Video Live. And this year's Grow With Video Live is going to be like none other. We are back in person here in Las Vegas uh, in May of 2022. You can get your tickets at growwithvideolive.com, but I am so excited to see all of the Think Media community there in person. Um, Thank you for those who have already gotten your tickets because tickets are going so fast for this event. It's amazing to see uh, the Video Ranking Academy community, the Inner Circle community, and our Think Media community at large showing up for this event. So uh, I wanna let you know that um, you can get access to that uh, with sessions like this if you want to at growwithvideolive.com. But every single episode, I love to shout out someone from our Think Media community. It's so fun to see all of the reviews that are coming in um, and those that are rating and reviewing the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. This helps us so much to be able to show other people what they can expect from the podcast. You know, when you when you go and you're trying to look for new content, it's really great to be able to read reviews about exactly what you're gonna learn. I have been on so many podcasts before where I'm like, I wish people would just say in the comments what they love about this and what I can get if I spend my time with these people. And so thank you so much, Think Community, for showing up so well inside of the rating and reviewing over on uh, Apple, because that's helping us get in front of more and more people. Today's review comes from Andrew, and Andrew says, inspiring and helpful, five stars, incredible podcast that has motivated me to start my own YouTube channel and podcast. Sean is amazing, 1010, 10, such a great listen. Oh my goodness, Andrew, congratulations on starting your own YouTube channel. You don't need permission from anyone to get started, but the fact that you decided that this was the thing that, had, that was the catalyst into you getting started Oh, makes my heart so happy. So, thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you for sharing that with other people. And if you've not already shared this with a friend, you could have a friend like Andrew in your life who needs to hear what is happening over here on the Think Media podcast. I want to thank you again for being a part of our community. Thank you for staying with us through this journey. And we have so much amazing content planned for you in the future. As we get closer into grow with video live, you're going to be hearing from some of our main speakers who are going to be there. And then we are going to have some in-depth conversations, more about the mindset and the things that creators are struggling with. We have so much planned for you coming up in the spring and summer. Stay locked in here. uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you can like and subscribe. If you're listening to this in the car, walking the dog out on the boat, wherever you are right now, I want to say thank you for being a part of this amazing community. I'm so encouraged every time I get to read your comments on YouTube and see what you are doing because of the power of this community. So thank you so much for being with us and we'll catch you in the next episode. Do you wanna learn how to get to your first 1,000 subscribers and beyond? Join us for our free five-day YouTube challenge where you're gonna learn exactly what's working on YouTube right now and the latest strategies to help you grow. Save your spot at tube one kchallengecom